0: Two, three, four. Good morning, my brothers and sisters, on this, our 56th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine afternoon, evening, morning, dusk, nighttime, Midsummer Night's Dream, as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian mountaineer Lucas Hayam Swisher. Also with me, the judge, the jury, the executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novacell.: Good dusk to you, and to you, my friend. In addition to him, our volleyball beast, volleyball, volleyball and beast of the East, who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hi. Hi. And our final member of the GMG, Quad Fecta, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain and La Coretta in his old stomago, Mark Boucher.
1: Insert funny and witty comment here.
0: It's been inserted. All right, folks, if this is your first time joining us, I have a question for you. What days are the strongest? Certainly, Uh,
2: Saturday? Bicep day. No, it's
0: not your... It's not your first time joining us. You're not the first time joiner. (laughs) You're not supposed to answer bicep day. I've never heard of bicep day, but I guess when you're working out on a regular basis and you're like, hey, today's biceps. That makes it a bicep day. Yeah. Uh, It's Saturday and Sunday because the rest are weekdays. Hey! hey Oh! If it's not your first time joining us, well, you know that the fun has just, just begun. Speaking of fun, Ronnie... How fun was your week last week?
3: Ooh, I had <clears throat> I had a doozy. Ooh, a so, doozy. Only really one thing of note. It was my stepbrother's wedding that I was in. Woohoo! Um many of you know him as Bangle Man O nine. Eric. Yeah.
0: And now uh, he has a Mrs. bengalman O nine.
3: He it's Bangle Woman O nine, I think. Bagel. probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he got. Depends on
0: uh, if she's a progressive woman or not.
3: (laughs) That's true. That's true. She uh, they got married on Saturday, so Friday night. um, Friday night, I continued. We continued to get a few more things from the apartment, uh, which I'm glad to report we are finally finished. We have everything moved out of the apartment. I'm currently living in a little bit of a box castle. There's just boxes everywhere. So uh, now
0: you can both lean on the box to eat your cereal and also sit on boxes. Yeah, I've... Str- completely comfortable.
3: It's pretty much... I've strategically placed them to where they're actually in my way to force myself to put them all away. Uh, so they're, they're everywhere. I mean, it is... There's no... She has more stuff than I do, for sure.
1: I bet you the cats uh, absolutely which is, love it. Th-
3: the cat... <laughs> absolutely is having a field day in here like it is just a fortress of boxes and she loves it she'll be like laying like like sleeping like three or four boxes high like in certain spots like she is having the best time of her life but um no we're finally done with that now we just need to kind of integrate everything into the house so um i it's i think it's pretty reasonable like she definitely has more stuff than i do but um I think we can all agree that if it was you or your wife or your significant other that had more stuff, usually it's the woman, right? Like they just, yep. they care more about the decorating things, like the nice things. And, you know, as men, we don't really have a great reputation for that.
0: Now, are you doing a flat out combining of all the things or are you like having a face off of who's... Like if you have duplicates, whose item is better? <laughs> How does that run?
3: So only a couple, only a couple of items we really need to do that on. Like number one is couch, but since she had only the one couch, um, just kind of like a love seat with a console like in the center of it, that really wasn't an option. So like I have um, like a full size couch plus a love seat and a chair that's all like a matching set. So that's obviously going to like stay in our living room. Um, uh, I had a better toaster. So mm. there's that Mine was nicer yeah. And uh <clears throat> I think the toaster she had was from Like 1920 So I think nice. it was the first toaster ever made honestly
0: Alright is it one of the ones where the It like pops out and like It's like peekaboo it
3: It's one of the ones like that's like made out of like Actual steel The sides <laughs> like get like the, really really it hot It was actually like rusting Like cause it's real When the toast pops it's not out like it's the like plastic a, ones.
1: When the toast pops out it's like a big black puff of smoke
3: when the toast pops out, the national anthem plays and everything.
0: Nice. Man, you want to keep that one around at least for July 4th. Memorial no, Day but weekend. we did
3: um we did go through a bunch of stuff. We actually donated a ton of stuff. Uh we made a few trips out to Goodwill with a bunch of stuff that, you know, is still like usable that we just won't use. And um but we still have a lot to get to. Like I don't have like really hardly any silverware. Like silverware, plates, like cups. Like, actual dishes, I never really had a lot of them. I would just, like, have a stack of paper Eat cups your and paper plates. Oh, And then, nice. like, one of those jumbo, like, boxes that you buy for, like, a family reunion of, like, s- the plastic silverware. I just had that. That was, like, my whole silverware drawer. Nice. Um, no dishwashing. You know, that is true. Like, no dishwashing. Like, almost no dishes at all. But she um, cares about the environment. And she has taught me a few things and also has taught me that I will sometimes get a little bit of a dirty look if I happen to use, like, a plastic cup when I could just use a glass one. So there's that. Uh, All of her stuff, she has zero, like, plastic anything. Like, she has more glass. Like, just everything is glass. It was a nightmare packing all of it, honestly. And I was scared. Like, I was, you know, it's not my stuff, so I was, like, scared packing all of it. I'm, like, overpacking everything with newspaper. But, Mm -hmm. um... No, like, stuff has to be moved around, like, in the kitchen and stuff like that. Cabinets need to be changed because they don't all make sense where I have things. Like, it's just (laughs) where the first thing went and it stayed there. So, I need to move all that around. Um, I did land a really nice – dang it, Pittsburgh just scored. Oh, no. Uh, For those of you listening at home, the Bengals are also on Monday Night Football right now. So, I'm watching it. I know Patrick's watching it. Like – Because we like to get our hearts broken. So we watch the 0-3 Bengals like they actually have a chance of winning. Do they? Mm.
0: Is that what your heart says or your head?
3: I need to get back in the zone here. (laughs) This team makes me furious. So, no, we we just have a ton of stuff that we have to integrate in. And that whole process, I told her basically let's try and get it all done by Halloween. Because like I have uh, like my mom always comes over for Halloween and hands out candy and stuff like that. Um, a lot of kids, a lot of trick or treaters in my neighborhood. So we always you can
0: have your mom hand out boxes if they're not uh, unpacked. You could threaten that <laughs> if you want. You know the funny it's thing like, is your, my mom. Your kid keeps, have these uh, office supplies. The funny thing is them. my
3: mom keeps offering her help to come over and like help put stuff away, but as much as she wants to come help, she is kind of a nightmare to like move stuff with because she doesn't actually do any work, but she is very much like she thinks she's like the foreman on the job. Like she is pointing oh, yeah, everybody she's a in all directions. What? Yeah.
0: She's like a motivator. Yeah. But it's like, a, it's speaker.
3: anti-motivating <laughs> is what it is. Like she'll be the like, yeah, here, speaker. you grab this and put it over here. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Like I am, I'm quitting. Like I do not like being told, like I don't like somebody pointing fingers and telling me what to do. So I uh, keep her <laughs> out. I've been battering her back with a shield for a couple months now. Uh huh. Um, but the move ultimately is done. Everything is moved into the house, which is nice. I don't have to carry things from the third floor anymore. That's Everything good. Everything is in the air-conditioned house, which is fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Getting
0: um, cold just thinking about that air conditioning.
3: I know. Ooh, <laughs> it's great. It is great. But uh, back to the wedding. So, on Friday, they had, we had a rehearsal dinner. Um, I, people that are not from Cincinnati may have never heard of Montgomery Inn. But it's a very nice restaurant here in Cincinnati. And there's one right on the river. And uh, we went to that. It was really nice. And Saturday was the first. <laughs> so, I, I, I can't remember. I've been in a wedding. But ah, there's so much more stuff, I feel like, since I've been in a wedding. There are so many things. So, the wedding started at 4.30 on Saturday. So I was talking to Eric on Friday night. I was like, okay, what time do I need to be where? And he's like, be at my house at like 1030. I was like, 1030 for what? Six hours before? And he said, well, uh, like all the groomsmen are showing up at my house. We're all getting ready there. And then a party bus is going to pick us up from there.
0: Do each other's hair?
3: Yeah, hair, tie, you name it. Actually, I had people doing my cufflinks because I'm not like, oh, I have big hands, so it's hard to get those little.
0: Those can be tricky.
3: They, they, They can be rough, yeah. So but um, nice. So
0: they had a party bus.
3: Yeah. So they had a party bus take us, and we went. I think we left his house at noon. Um, I will say we did have a fair amount of adult beverages. I will also say that that was almost entirely my fault.
4: Well, you heard party so bus, you,
0: so yeah.
3: <clears throat> I just assume I needed to be the bus driver the whole day. You know, I so was you just picked driving. up a
0: bunch of Zimas then. And yeah. Uh, loaded oh yeah. It up.
3: It's wine coolers, man. We nailed this. <laughs> um, but anyways, so we got a little inebriated, and then we were to go over to his, uh, to her parents' house, and they did a first look. You guys familiar with what that is? Yep. Indeed nope. I am. Yeah, so basically, rather than him seeing her come down the aisle for the first time, this first time he gets to see the bride, they do like a whole first look thing, and they take like a bunch of pictures. We really didn't need to even be a part of this, but we were there. <laughs> yeah. So... They did that. They took a a bunch of pictures. Um, We were probably there for 30, 45 minutes or so. And then we went to actually take pictures. So we went from taking pictures to taking pictures. And it was at a a very nice, like, it was at a cemetery, which I thought at first was a little weird, but it was also extremely beautiful. Like, the cemetery was very beautiful. And um, that's where we were taking, like, all the pictures. And we took pictures for about an hour and a half. And in Cincinnati on Saturday, it was in the 90s. It was hot. Gross. It was ridiculously yeah. Hot. Um, it was rough. So we're in we're in these suits and they um, were not extremely breathable. So you're just like trying to stay in the shade. Um, but we did like an hour and a half of pictures, and then we went to, um, then we finally went to the church, and uh, we ended up sitting in like a room for. I don't know, maybe 30 minutes before the wedding or something like that. And went through the wedding. The wedding, so the funny thing is is Patrick was there. So uh, I have like a second opinion on this. So it was, I guess, did they consider that Greek Orthodox? It was Greek Orthodox, yep. Okay, so uh, Kayla, Eric's wife, is Greek. Like her whole family is Greek. Um, I actually think her grandmother, um, she doesn't speak English extremely well. So she is she's very Greek, um, and they have a lot of Greek traditions uh, that they follow. Well, so the wedding obviously was that. Um, the ceremony was <laughs> it was like the surface of the sun. It was so hot standing <laughs> up there. Um, they even told us before, like you know, it, the ceremony might be like forty-five minutes, to possibly like an hour. Oh God! You're gonna be standing the whole time. Make sure you're hydrated, which. We did the opposite of we hydrated with alcohol, which does not help at all. And uh, And
4: there were periods throughout the the wedding where the priest like got out a rag and he wiped Eric's forehead (laughs) like
3: twice. It was and it was funny when he did it. Everybody laughed. It was pretty funny because it 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 put off the whole. It was hot in there. He's nervous about the wedding. He's nervous about getting married. But really, everybody was just drenched like underneath of the tux. So I was like, man, I just hope my face doesn't look wet <laughs> for all these pictures or whatever. That's why I'm glad
1: my um, wedding was not A, outside, or B, in like 90 degree weather.
3: Yeah, so it was i think the reason it it was a long ceremony so there was a lot of like greek traditions that they followed um i don't know if you've ever been to a greek orthodox wedding but they have like a um like two crowns that are joined by like a ribbon and one went on eric's head one went on kayla's head like for a portion of the ceremony and they do a lot of different things with the uh, like with the rings and stuff and then they actually take like um they walk like three circles around I don't know what that's considered it's not really the altar but um i guess kind of like almost like the the podium where he has like the book and stuff like that um they have to tip, like walk around that three times while they're wearing the crown so somebody is behind them holding the ribbon and another person is behind them holding her dress so it was like a little parade actually which i mm-hmm. did find a little funny um
4: well it was considered a dance yes it was like the dance yes, it was. of elijah and it was yeah they explained like, they explained
3: yeah. it but um, Patrick, I'll let you say about um, how the wedding sounded. I'll let you go ahead and get in there.
4: <laughs> okay, so uh, I've never been to a Greek Orthodox wedding, so this is my first experience. It was a, it was a lot of people's first experiences. So the priest was nice enough to, first off, for the first five minutes of the of the of the wedding ceremony. He got up there and he was explaining about everything that was going to happen. So there was like six, five, six different things that they were going to do. And uh, he explained the whys behind what they did. Uh, They were going to do things three times for the Holy Trinity. And they would do it three times and then they would do it three times again. And then they would do it three times again. So in total they would do... Everything, all the ceremony, each each of the six parts, three times or nine times, and mm. so like he was explaining this. Okay, this is uh, this. It's good that he's given us this preface of what's going to happen uh, because there's going to be a lot that we don't understand because he's not going to explain it as they're doing it. So he's explaining it in a normal. He was
3: very good about explaining almost the whole ceremony as well. Like there was. was in his first yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh
4: So he. So he was he, he was explaining it to it in a in a normal, audible, smooth voice, but once the ceremony started, he turned into like a singing auctioneer. He was <laughs> he was singing so fast that it was hard to understand him. But then also there was a he was there was a priest and then there was a reader. So the reader was like I guess he was reacting to whatever the priest was saying so he would say stuff like uh, also with you and amen but he would also sing it and in the middle of him responding with amen like the, the priest would then continue it was like a duet kind of thing and it was. It, yeah. was it was it was it was they were totally
3: in sync the entire time like they were actually like right on the money
4: it was i'm like man this is this is quick How, however it felt like it was too quick because I, th- it, it, it felt like he was doing like a three-hour ceremony in like forty-five minutes. That's how fast <laughs> he was going. Um, wow. So I'm so glad that he actually explained it beforehand, so I understood what was going on. Um, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a priest as a singing auctioneer. It was absolutely amazing. It was um, very
3: it was very different, just because like I think in a normal wedding you have. Um, you have the priest, like, he'll be up there and he'll talk, like, and he'll say a few words. And even when reading prayer, you know, he'll just read it. Um, but everything everything was in very much of, like, song, everything that he read. Yep. And it was very fast. It was like, chanting. All the words were, like, yeah, it really was. It was very fast. Um, but, I mean, I feel like if he would have not went fast through that, we would have been there forever. Uh, yeah, I know.
4: <laughs> I agree. I mean, it was five like, minutes, like, fast singing. Uh, and then if he if he was doing his normal voice when he was explaining it, it probably would have been a to- twice as long. Now, so,
1: was his chanting, was it in English or was it in Greek?
3: It was in English.
1: It was in English, yeah.
3: Okay. Yep, it was in English. It was actually, I mean, in all honesty, like the wedding and even that part was like, it was a really beautiful wedding. I mean, even the way they like sung the prayers out and stuff, like it was... It was a whole like production. Like it, it would, I feel like that would take so much practice. Um, For sure, reading yeah. that fast and and doing it almost like in song. Um, it was man. They were and they were right. Like you said, like they were right on cue with each other. They so, were. like the backup guy, like he, you know, it was like just having like a backup singer, like almost the whole time. It was a duet. That's how I yeah. Explained it really it. was. Was yeah. there
1: choreography involved?
3: It, I guess there <laughs> was with the dancing. Uh, yep. yeah the dance was more of like a walk or whatever but um yeah no there's was, there's was just a lot of different like traditions and stuff that i I've, I've never been to a greek orthodox wedding before so it was really interesting actually to see and the church um was very beautiful oh like i don't know if you it like pay attention the, like it was extremely the beautiful ceiling the and was. the tiling uh it was, was just awesome.
4: one of the most beautiful churches i've ever seen
3: yeah it was really beautiful um, and the ceremony was uh, honestly like the ceremony in general is very beautiful. Like everything went according to plan, uh, other than Eric sweating, and he was the only one that had somebody that could wipe him off. <laughs> All of us <laughs> just had to stand there and sweat. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was uh, it was good. It really was. Everything went according to plan, and uh, I was happy to see that because I know like I think he I think he was a little stressed out by everything. He was he was your typical guy, right? He's your typical guy and. These, like, last couple months leading up to the wedding, um, he's extremely stressed out by all the wedding stuff. You know, it, it is. It gets very stressful. And uh, I was happy to see that it all went well for them. And um, so after the wedding, um, I think we waited about 30 minutes. <laughs> they actually took, like, 30 minutes to bustle Kayla's dress. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so w- we're all just sitting in a room, like, waiting, <laughs> waiting to be released into the reception, basically. Um, when we finally did get released in, you know how, like, at some weddings, like, everybody comes out, like, dancing or, like, pumping fists and stuff like that, the wedding party as they announce them or whatever? hmm So, I thought, I was under the impression everybody was going to come out, like, dancing and, like, doing, you know... Something fun. Something fun. And right. everybody was, for the most part, like, everybody was, like, fairly fun, but nobody really did anything, like, ridiculous, I feel like, until it got to me. Um, the bridesmaid that I was, uh, I think her name was Alania, I, and I... Honestly, like I feel bad that I can't remember her name. But um I just had met her obviously that day. But I was like, How about you get on my back and I'll like I'll carry you out there or whatever and I was like, make sure you pump your fist and everything, like, you know, make it fun. And she's like, uh, I could tell she was like a little bit like maybe nervous about it and I was like, Oh, don't worry, I won't fall. I do this all the time. And <laughs> truth is told, uh, no, I never do that. I just wanna make her <laughs> <it> feel better. <laughs> of course. But Whatever she's works. like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> so she bought in, and uh, no, I like I rode her out on my back, <laughs> while she was like pumping her fists in the air and stuff. It was like pretty cool actually. So I was thinking in my head the whole time, like I've seen those wedding videos where people like throw, like carry somebody and they fall down. I was like, I just need to not fall. That's it. Don't I just need to be not that guy. Fall down. Yeah. I cannot be that guy. But uh, so no, it went went really well, and then we got to the reception. We ate, and then we had to do that Greek dance. I think I told you guys I had to learn that um yeah so every wedding has that like greek dance uh that was a <laughs> it was a disaster for most people <laughs> <laughs> um it was fun you know everybody had a really good time doing it but um to try and keep up with the like fast-paced greek music and keep your steps and everything online it was really rough it was really rough for somebody who's never really done it um but it was but- cool
4: they had a uh they had a live greek band doing the music it wasn't just like a like a a music file or anything like that they had a live band and a a dude that a a guy is up there singing in greek so it was really cool like to to witness something like that
3: yeah it was they played a fair amount of greek music um i like i was like waiting for like the (laughs) music that i knew to get out there and dance you know but um no man we had a great time uh probably too good of a time in all honesty uh patrick experienced for the first time like Most of my family (laughs) And they're all a little bit crazy As you would come to uh, probably guess Um, At one point My buddy Chad and my Grandma were out on the dance floor Like just getting down My grandma has like, they had one of those photo booths So they had all like the props and stuff My grandma's wearing like this little construction hat And my buddy Chad has like this Feathered scarf on, like that's pink And they're out there dancing with each other In the middle of the circle and it's like, you know what That's my heritage right there (laughs) <laughs> there it that's it that is exactly where i came of my from my flesh
1: blood of my blood <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but it was really fun it was it was uh it was awesome time cool awesome pat how was the reception for you
4: uh yeah it was uh, getting up to the the point where they had the live greek dance that you were talking about uh i thought it was gonna be you know a five minute song it ended They're up being so like twenty five minutes of the same song. And I'm like, Wow, this is this is a pretty long song. And then then at one point I look over. Yeah, Ronnie's not in the circle anymore. He's off to the side. <laughs> and my wife's like, Are you supposed to be out there? He's like, I make my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> just totally with the wrong. podcast does
0: Ronnie make his own rules. <laughs> so I mean I, I dance. Now for we know he's consistent.
4: <laughs> yeah. And I then, know. Uh, you know, Chad, with his feather uh, scarf, he uh, he comes over and grabs me. And then the uh, the DJ is like, all right, we're going to do the anniversary dance. Everyone who's married, get out there. And then Chad's like, you want to go out there? I was like, yeah, let's go out there. So we <laughs> get out there, and we're dancing. And the photographer comes up. He's like, hey, how long have you guys been married? And without hesitation, Chad's like, 22 years. <laughs> so he, so he takes our picture. And we're dancing close, and he's like, "Why don't you give him a kiss?" So I grab him, so I grab him, and I give him a kiss. Photographer takes a picture. I can't wait till Eric and Kayla see that part. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and yeah, then and my, my was... wife comes up. She's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, Get in here. <laughs> oh, hello. Almost forgot about you. Oh, but uh. Yeah, we had we had a, a ton of fun. Uh, absolute blast.
3: Yep, it was um, it it was it was an awesome time. I was really regretting all of my terrible decision making all day on Sunday. Oh. The decisions that I made on Saturday did not. I'll just say that they hurt a lot on Sunday. My head was awful. <laughs> I had uh, I was really hungover. It was terrible. But um, I have to say, like I felt better than Chad did. I'm pretty sure Chad was dead for the whole day. So he he texted us like at eleven that. when he woke up and he just said I'm never drinking again. <laughs> oh, that, that old saying in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you forget about it another after uh, a day. But I actually got up on Sunday morning and we just like moved a few more things and like cleaned that apartment and stuff. And um, then I came home and uh, I slept for the second half of the day. So, but that was really my week. That was the only um, that was the only big thing. Like I was you know, I had a great time and it is like weddings are a lot of fun, especially like those close to you. You know, the people you love when they get married, you see two people that are happy. Like it's awesome. Like it really is. It's a fun time. Like you're happy for them. Um, But also like since I was in the wedding, like it was, it's one of those things, like even though it wasn't my wedding and stuff, like, you know, you get a little stressed out about having to make sure you do these certain things. And um, so I am glad that it's passed, but I had a great time. Nice, but that was uh, cool. that's my week. Who's up next? Who wants to go?
4: I'll go next, and I'm done.
0: <laughs> Great!
4: Thanks for sharing, man. You really did the cool same. N- nothing Especially else. Especially that thing about happened.
0: the uh, about your pet raccoon that you just bought this past week. That was really cool.
1: Trash panda.
3: Wait, who bought the raccoon? What?
0: Oh, I was just going with it. You said you shared your week, so I just made up something for fun.
3: Hmm. I'm hmm. confused.
1: <laughs> and the train comes to a screeching halt.
0: It's all good, Patrick. <laughs> Do you want to share anything else besides the wedding, Patrick? Because uh, I no, was making I worked up a ton information for I, you.
4: Yeah, I worked a ton, and I was really looking forward to the wedding to to unwind. So uh, that's pretty much the, the biggest thing that happened. I had to get up on Sunday morning. Uh, at eight o'clock because I was gonna be at church for like seven hours so uh, yeah when I got home I made sure that I had like a uh, 32 ounces of Gatorade had some had some ibuprofen so when I woke up the next morning I was gonna be fine <coughs> so yeah I, I had I had to go to church I had to I had to work um, the uh, the hub which is our like information center so we greet uh, new people that come in and everything so um i had to work that and then we had another we had training for our hospitality uh team uh to get together and uh find out uh new things that we can do uh we tried to figure out uh best practices and things like that so i had did that and i didn't get home till about three um and then i just i just laid on the couch and i was like i gotta i gotta sit down <laughs> this has been a long day um but uh but yeah that's that's a, that's pretty much pretty much it didn't do anything crazy, uh, anything else of note, but uh, awesome, Mark, dude. How are you?
1: I'm 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 doing all right. How are you, Pat?
4: Oh, uh, uh, I do want to shout out uh, you, Mark, uh, for uh, taking over the editing reins for these past few weeks because I totally needed it uh, with how much I've been working. You know, like I took my daughter to uh, dance tonight, and it was. I had to take her at 6.45, and from 6.45 to about 8.15, uh, I was working. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's just been killing me, uh, but I do appreciate the help.
3: No, oh, no problem. Um, I also appreciate the help because I feel like if you didn't do it, then I would do it, and the show would be considerably worse <laughs> because I wouldn't do it.
1: It'd be interesting to think about How the show would end up If you it's actually like Ronnie, tried to do it
4: Are you uh, editing the, the
3: podcast from three weeks ago Still not out <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen the gif of that garbage can Like floating through the flood Or that dumpster And the, the dumpster is actually on fire As it's floating It would be like that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Fair enough Well your, your appreciation is much appreciated And accepted I appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> um, yeah, my my week was kind of light. Um, pretty much nothing too out of the ordinary. It was normal work stuff. Um, Saturday, uh, one of our uh, the youth group activity that we had planned uh, actually got canceled. So basically, it just opened up completely as a free day. Um, so, uh, like we talked about last week. Uh, I am an ISFP, which, uh, the I stands for introverted. So recharging for me, like, like strengthening myself and, and, and feeling better after a lot of work and stuff like to recharge for me is to just chill out at home by myself, no agenda, doing as much of nothing as possible, um, and so I got to do that, which was awesome. Um, so this past weekend, I got to watch, uh, as, as some of you might know, uh, TwitchCon is going on. That's Twitch's big mm-hmm. conference that they do. I know we know at least one person that went, uh, this past weekend. Um, but at TwitchCon, um, they actually had the organization games done quick, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, they are a, a an or, they're an organization of speedrunners. They they try to beat games um, as quickly as possible, uh, exploit as many things as possible to be able to to skip um, huge parts of of the game and levels and cutscenes and all that kind of stuff. They manipulate what's called RNG, or it stands for Random Number Generator. Basically, any of the stuff in video games that um, is set randomly, like enemies spawning and all that kind of stuff. And they they learn how to manipulate those things and all that kind of stuff to be able to beat video games as quickly as possible. And they do that with all sorts of different video games, and they do it to raise money for charities. And so, they were at TwitchCon this past weekend, and they did what's called um, GDQX, otherwise known as GDQ Express. Um, so, instead of it being a full week, it was actually just the three days that TwitchCon was going on. Um, and so, I just hung out at the house, turned on Twitch, and pretty much watched a whole bunch of, of GDQ the whole day. Uh, which was awesome. These guys are insane. Especially, like, they play a bunch of, like, ROM hacks of different games. Which is basically, they'll take the video game, the original video game. And they'll mess with the assets and stuff to make it harder. Um, like, they've taken a lot of the old Mario games and things like that. And they've they've made things a lot more challenging. And to see these guys run these things is, is just utterly ridiculous. Um... And so uh, I really very much enjoyed that. Um, they, they raised, um, I want to say it was like $150,000 um, in one weekend for uh, this organization called Able Gamers, which provides um, the, you know, the assistance to, to uh, people with disabilities to allow them to be able to play uh, video games despite their disability. So they raised one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this charity in the span of one nice. weekend. So that was definitely awesome to see. Um, had a great time watching all those streams. If you want to watch them, uh, Games Done Quick has their own uh, YouTube channel. Um, they've been uploading all the individual speed runs that they've been doing. Um, there was actually so, oh, go ahead. Which uh, which games did you uh, did you watch? Um, they had, like I said, they had a bunch of Mario ones um, and different uh, hacks, uh, different mods of games um, where they've made it more difficult. Um, some really obscure Nintendo games that like nobody cares about, but it's still fun to watch them exploit the game. Uh, yeah. Like, like they they did. Um, who knew that there was an NES version of of Rambo? They actually had a Rambo game out. Um, I knew that. Oh, I
4: have it. I used to have it
1: did you now
0: i either rented it
1: from a place or a friend had it yeah it's good stuff okay well yeah they it was it was crazy hard though they ran that they actually had a run of the original legend of zelda to where they turned down the game audio and had an actual person on piano playing the game audio like all the all the music while the person was speed running so whenever he'd like go to different areas, he'd change songs and just start playing the song that's supposed to be on that level. It's just kind of kind of weird stuff that's like really that, cool though. but it's funny. Um, but yeah, all sorts of stuff like that, um, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, cool. But uh, they have another event going on, usually around um, New Year's, um, and then they have another one going on during the summer, and then they have the various um, express uh, games done quick. So look them up, check them out if you're into that kind of stuff, for sure. Because you will not be disappointed. I may post um, a video on our our Twitter or something like that. Um, and then Sunday, uh, I actually got a chance to, um, you know, thank our our worship team at our church by taking them out to lunch. Um,
0: Lockaretta time,
1: Chick Fil A time. Well, unfortunately they don't have a Chick-fil-A where they are. Um 'cause it was also Sunday. Yes, case? it's also Sunday, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even if they wanted to, even if we could go to Chick-fil-A, they don't have one in their area. Uh, it's about an hour out from where I live and it's kind of, it's not quite out in the country, but it is a a smaller town. Could have um, grabbed a party bus. Could have. Could have, but I don't think they would have driven out that far. No. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and La Coretta is an hour away from where they were, too. So um, Worth it. But we went to a Chinese buffet called, oh, called yes. Shangri-La.
0: Bring on them MSGs.
1: Yep. Woo. And the funny thing is, like, when you walk into this place, it is the most generic place you could ever walk into. Like, it's not even, there's no decorations or anything like that. It's just like a very generic buffet area and so but the food there is good um, and you know we had a we had a good time and and it's where the team wanted to go they requested to go there so obviously I wanted to honor that um, and just as a way of, of saying thank you for for all the time and and an effort they put into being part of our worship team because it for them it is it's a volunteer thing. Um, it's, it's something that they don't necessarily, they don't get paid to do. They don't have to do it. They choose to do it because, you know, that's what they feel God's calling them to do. And it helps them get plugged into, to the church. And, um, it certainly makes my job easier because, um, it's kind of hard to be a one man band, although possible, just not fun. Um, so I'm very thankful for, for each and every one of them. Uh, on our team, and how much they they bring to the the overall cohesiveness of the team, and the, and the fact that you know it's it's a solid group of musicians who just want to glorify God with with their talents. And so great. I'm I'm super Ooh. thankful for them. So took him out to lunch, and then just basically more chilling out uh, for the weekend. Got a lot of chill out time, which I was super thankful for. Um, on the gaming front, uh, pretty light on that end, too. I did play a little bit more Borderlands um, this weekend, um, moving the needle on that. I, I still have no idea where I am um, in terms of the story. Um, I'm pretty far in, but I don't know how close I am to the end. Um, but it's still a ton of fun, and there's, there's a lot of side missions that are a lot of fun. The best part about Borderlands is their pop culture references, and there are... Of pop culture references In in Borderlands 3 Um, Like uh, Just to point one out for example um, There's a cave On a particular planet um, Where you find um, So there's these um, These creatures These flying creatures called Racks And there is um, A guy you find in a cave And his name is Rackman Obviously a play on Batman and he's got like this decked out nice. cave with all these huge uh, screens and stuff like that. And and um, if you're not familiar with Borderlands, it's what's called a looter shooter. It, the 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 biggest thing about the game is collecting guns and collecting loot um, to to better your your character. And and so this particular weapon, and I'm, I'm not remembering the name of it at the moment, um, but the way that it works. Is uh, when you f- it's a legendary weapon, and when you fire the weapon, it will bring an enemy completely down to one health. But you cannot kill them with the gun, because obviously you know Batman's one rule of of not killing. So <laughs> nice. Huh, <laughs> so you that's kind of nice. cool. It gets them down to one health, but if you try to shoot them again, it just keeps saying immune, 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 immune. Um, you cannot kill them with this gun. Um, But just random pop culture references like that. There's Rick and Morty references. There's um, Back to the Future references. There's Ninja Turtle references. All sorts of stuff um, that you can find in, in Borderlands. And that's some of the best stuff. And then the humor is just beyond hilarious. Um, so I would recommend it to anybody. But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Also super excited for... Our stream tomorrow, yes. Uh, as we will be streaming tomorrow night on the GMG Twitch channel uh, at nine thirty Eastern, where we'll be streaming season three. And you know, we made that announcement last week about about the stream, and we were already excited about season three. And then they dropped a little uh, a little nugget of goodness. The next day, they announced that they are putting a brand new map in in the game. And it yeah. looks phenomenal. I am. I'm, I can't wait. I'm super excited, um, and I'm so ready for it to happen. Uh, the The update goes live at three o'clock Eastern tomorrow, um, so it's a little later than the usual the usual time. It usually goes about one o'clock, um, but um, it's going to be a huge update, and um, I'm super excited for our stream tomorrow night. Patrick is going to be there. Um, may see if we can get um, some other of our other friends to jump in with us. And, of course, you joiners are, are welcome to jump in to the Twitch chat at uh, twitch.tv slash the good morning guys uh, to be a part of the festivities and watch us either be really good or suck horribly at Apex, but still have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and uh, I really hope to see you all there. Or read you all there because you'll be in the chat. But um, I will read you all there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, you guys are welcome to to join in, say hello, and and watch the good times as we celebrate the release of season three of Apex Legends. Uh, so, but that is pretty much it for me in terms of my week. Lucas, how art thou? Well,
0: I. I have uh, been trying to get back into the swing of things, living back in Brazil, hanging out with the family. I've been trying to definitely pull my weight around here because for the past two months, I have not had to do dishes. I have not had to cook meals. I have not had to take care of my kids. And so one of the things I've been really trying to do is uh, kind of pull my weight. I've been doing lots of dishes. I've been cooking meals uh, and survived. Uh, Tonight, I made a pork roast. And, uh, yeah, Oof. and I, I definitely burn a little bit of it, but Ooh. you know, you put enough seasoning and oil on it and it's good stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> just slides down in a down pressure these... cooker. No, delicious. well, yeah, <laughs> but the, <laughs> we didn't do it the traditional way where you just put it in the oven and it dries out like madness. Uh, we did it in a, if we did it in one of those multi cooking machines, that's like a pressure cooker, rice cooker, um. It like has like nine different settings, and so everything is quite moist and quite, quite good, just the way it's supposed to be. So mm,
4: moist, yes,
0: <laughs> such a nice word. Uh, yeah. So, just been trying to cook and keep keep things up. Kind of just when Mindy gets home, I just help my kids do their homework, and just tell Mindy go take a nap, go rest, go hang out, whatever you want to do. And just try to kind of take over things in the evening So that's been uh, good This past week My son had his first play First grade play Um, And of course he Made it a good one because uh, It was kind of like The play was inspired by The reading contest that they're doing Which is all themed around dinosaurs Which is my son's like Bread and butter like As I've shared on the podcast before He knows more about dinosaurs than I've ever known (laughs) <laughs> uh, and all the people that I know combined know less than my son knows, and I'm not joking. I'm not saying this is, you know, he's my son. Uh, I don't know where he gets it from. Like his memory is unbelievable, and his ability to pay attention. He's like an extroverted version of my wife, and it's scary sometimes, but it's also like really awesome uh, just to see him at work. And so he was in this first-grade play, and he was the lead part of, And I'm pretty sure he had half of the lines, like, in total, (laughs) out of everything that was said. I couldn't believe it. Like, when he said, I have the lead in a first-grade play, I was just, like, I was going into it thinking, okay, here we go. Hi, my name is, my name is, I'm a little boy. I want to have fun with you. Like, I thought it would just be, like, something super simple. And, like, he destroyed it. Like, he knocked it out of the park. Uh, Awesome. He was tiny. Great. He was tiny the dinosaur. And the play was all about how uh, this little T-Rex named Tiny just had two short arms to hug. And so he went on this mission to kind of train himself to hug. And so he went around dinosaur country and was just trying to, you know, all his friends were trying to teach him how to hug because his friend was really sad. And uh, it was like only like a 10-minute, 9-minute play, but uh, he he destroyed it. He was really funny and uh, did a really good job. And then after that, um, we, we kind of just had like a day or two to get ready to travel to a city about two hours away to go to a mission training. And, of course, uh, plans on Friday night did not work out as we had hoped because, again, the, uh, the license plate rule that I told you guys about last week oh, where yeah. some people can't go out into the road. Well, on Fridays, we are those people that cannot go out during rush hour and uh, so we started to leave, and our GPS said, Hey, uh, if you go out, you're going to get a ticket. And we're like, Well, we don't want to do that. Is there a non ticket? Like, is there, a, is there a way we can go? And it was supposed to be like, I think it was said it was going to be like two and a half to three hours. And so we tried to use the GPS to, to find a, an alternate route that wouldn't take us in the restricted areas. And it said, Sure, for four and a half hours, you can. Stay on the road and and, and avoid it. And we're like, you know what? Uh, we're just going to wait. So <laughs> I just told Mindy, I was like, you know what? Let's wait till when the restriction is lowered. It's like 9 or 10 o'clock. Uh, let's just go back to the house, have pizza, and watch a movie. And, of course, the kids overheard me, and they're like, pizza. So we went back. We had pizza, and we watched Aladdin, the live-action uh, version. We hadn't seen it yet. Awesome. And uh, it was really good. I uh I think it's more balanced than the cartoon version. Mm-hmm. I really like, you know, and you talked about it, so I won't go into great detail. Uh but I really like like you said Patrick, I really like that Will Smith gave his very unique take on Genie. Uh and of course, like you yep. talked about Jasmine and like her storyline was definitely expanded, but I even think that overall I I, I thought they balanced perfectly between uh Jasmine, Genie and uh Aladdin like their stories like there was no imbalance it was just enough of each character and and I don't think there was any any weak parts really in the movie it was all really well done uh, it was kind of weird this is just randomly coming to mind but it was really weird to see a sultan that wasn't an idiot like just a uh, you know spoilers uh the sultan in this one is not just a blumbering clueless dum-dum it's actually a guy who like cares for his daughter and is has more equal part with uh, Jasmine, so I really like the this this their kind of modifications and the way they did it. So that was really fun to watch that, and uh, and of course it it made it even better when at the end of the movie, uh, my family and I we always look for our names in the movie. It's kind of our after credits or our credits game that we play, and of course every time James has like twenty names, and <laughs> at one point it's like James this, and he's like, look James, look James and I'm like, I see someone named Lucy, and I'm like, that counts, L-U-C, Lucy, that's close enough to my name, I get a point, point. and uh, I'm like, I'm like grasping at straws, like, <laughs> I can't get anything, I get Luke, I get Lucy, uh, so I get Lucas with a K, I'm like, I'll take whatever, uh, but that night, Natasha actually had like three or four different Natashas in the movie, so that was cool, because she was actually excited, usually she and Mindy never find their names in movies, so that's a fun little game we play, and that just made it. And then, of course, the music was really going, so we danced a little bit after the movie as well. Uh, but then after that, we did a late night drive. We had our uh, we went to a mission training. I uh, shook the rust off and gave a presentation in Portuguese, which uh, went really nice. And uh, it was just a nice weekend with with the family. We had our own little room to ourselves, and you know the kids kind of found ways to entertain themselves. And we helped lead like a little raffle, giving out. Uh, shirts and prizes and stuff to all the people it was a mixture of like church leaders and mission leaders and potential missionary uh missionaries from brazil uh, over the next couple of years and so it was really cool to be a part of that so you've um, been back
4: for a week now right
0: yeah how's it feel yeah. how's it feel uh it it feels it feels like i uh, uh in some ways it feels like i never left Like, like some of the, and and this might sound negative, but my kids still like are saying and doing a lot of the same things that that they were doing before we left three months ago. And some of them good, some of them bad, but uh, it, it really, we haven't missed a beat. Like, you know, it's not like I left or I went away and we all formed kind of bad habits separately on our own. Like, you know, you have sometimes where there's a real imbalance between a, a mom and a dad where a kid will favor. One or the other, and they know that one will let them get what they want, or, or you know, they just get used to certain parenting uh, attributes. But with us, it just really just picked off, picked up where it left off. So that's good. It's it's been really good in that regard, and I feel like for me, I've been able to sustain a little better my contribution, as it were. Like I kind of talked about, like doing dishes more, cooking food. Uh, Mindy's just so much better at cooking than I am. I like have to follow the recipe to the tea like i can't deviate or i'll screw it up or i don't think it'll taste good so she can like she has like i don't know if it's from watching food network way too much or just practice but she's able to just like kind of modify things and kind of add flair and combine recipes and i'm like i need the recipe so anytime i cook something that she usually cooks i'm like okay you need to tell me exactly what to do and she'll be like well sear sear this and i'm like well how long do i sear it Five minutes, ten minutes. I need to know because I'm going to screw it up. And like even tonight, I burn it a little bit. And then thankfully, I just you know there was enough seasoning that it wasn't that bad. But uh, you know, so it's been it's been good in that regard. And uh, uh, another thing that's been really nice is just having access to the PS4 and to be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> just have like alone time mm-hmm. and gaming time that I didn't really I didn't really do. You know, I know I played uh, Donkey Kong and. You know some other games back in the U.S., but just kind of having that alone time was is nice to have that. Uh, and I've I've been continuing in the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, just finished episode three today. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. The music, I mean, I know it's like beating a dead horse, but man, the music in that that game slash movie slash universe the the choices they made. Like in this game, they replicate the movie pretty much. It's like so it's all so the same music, but it doesn't matter because it's so good. And then, of course, it has the same style of jokes. Uh, but there is a part of me that I don't know if you guys have seen Spaceballs. But do you remember the part in Spaceballs when the main character? You guys have seen it, right? Spaceballs. Yes. Yep. Yes. So you know the part where all the main characters like leap into a room, and then when the bad guys get to to catch them. They turn them around and they're actually they like the stunt doubles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the this game has this feel where I'm like it's it's Peter Quill, but it's not. It's Rocket Raccoon, and he's trying to be the movie Rocket Raccoon, but it's not. Like I think actually Rocket Raccoon in the game is is they do a really good job. It doesn't sound think, exactly like Bradley Cooper, but I he think does it's a good Nolan job. North. Is it Nolan North? I think it is. That it's a guy, figure he's like. Everywhere, I mean, he's like
1: him, jack of all trades. Him and Troy Baker,
0: yeah, they're everywhere. But it just it, and it's not like it's not bad. It, it's just kind of like the, you know, when the the whole stink about when uh, they revealed the Avengers game was Square and how people were like, ah, oh, it's not the same. It's like I mean, we know it's not the movies. I know it's not the movies. And so there's a part of it that's like, yeah, but they're trying to be the movie. Like they're trying to give that vibe, and I think for the most part they're successful. And I really enjoy the games, and I think sometimes I break it because, you know, and, and uh, Ronnie, I don't think you are really familiar with these style of games, uh, Telltale games, but they, uh, they let you choose whatever you want to say. Like, they give you four options. They let you choose a lot of paths. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book or uh, something like that. So, like, I can make all the characters super nice, and they're not like they are in the movies, and it's partly my fault. And uh, just the way it all pans out, I like the I like that aspect of it. But uh, sometimes it kind of is jarring when you know I make Rocket Raccoon cry, or or uh, you know Gamora's like hugging my character or whatever, and so that makes it a little weird.
3: Do you always choose all the nicest like possible things to say?
0: I and you know what I I usually do. I try to pick like I try try to take the high road like pretty much every time, and it just is like. I've gone back to play these games before and I've chosen the evil route and I just feel terrible. Like, I feel like I need to read my Bible and pray. That's <laughs> it. And it's not like a serious, I need to read my Bible and pray, but it just doesn't, it, doesn't, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, uh, there's another game that let you choose different paths called uh, Infamous, Second Son. And uh, I played good. I always start out good. And then I went back because I wanted to get the platinum and I played the evil route. And I'd played through that whole game and I took the evil route every time and I got to the end and it was such a dark ending, and I was just like, "That was not fun. I did not enjoy that." So I really try to be myself. Like, what would I do in this situation? So, and that that doesn't really work with Guardians of the Galaxy because m- most of those characters don't usually take the route that I would personally take. But <laughs> I forced it upon kind of them. Selfish,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: So that uh, that is what it is. But uh, it, in even beyond that, it's still really been fun, and uh, I've enjoyed it. But other than that, I haven't done much other gaming and then the last thing i wanted to mention uh is is kind of related to last week uh mindy was surfing looking at her newsfeed, feed and, and our uh our our message or not our message our what is it called notification for last week's episode you know randomness part two she just was like s- kind of scrolling by and she saw it and she's like handsomeness and she She like yelled at me from across the room. She's like, You guys talked about handsomeness? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, handsomeness? Why in the world, why in the world would we talk about handsomeness? And then from there, speaking of handsomeness, Ronnie, why don't you lead the way for part two of our randomness topic for today? Randomness, part four, a dash two.
3: So, I don't have a very long topic. I just thought it was a very important topic. So, this, uh, the reason for my topic was last week. Um, So, let me think of how to explain this here. So, last week was that time of the month at our house. Uh For Elizabeth. And... Um, uh, we were moving some boxes and she went to pick up one box and she kind of stopped and winced a little bit. And I was like, are you, like, are you okay? Like, and I didn't, you know, didn't really think about it. And she said, oh, like, I'm just, I'm just cramping really bad. And I was like, well, why don't, why don't you just go in? Like, I'll just, you know, I'll carry the rest of these. No big deal. Like, don't worry about it. And so she went in and I, like, I, I, I guess I carried the boxes. I don't recall exactly what happened, but I, I said to her, I said, you know, I appreciate what you're going through. I said, I'm going to appreciate it more one day, but I appreciate that you're going through it now and all the things that you have to go through as a woman. Because as men, it's hard to understand. It's a very hard like, thing to grasp all these little things mm-hmm. that women do and have to go through. And my, basically, my basic topic in a shocking turn of events uh, is... Basically just women's appreciation. And so the reason for that is there's a couple different things. Obviously, that is what got me thinking about it. Like having to go through that once a month, I can only imagine how terrible it would be. I'm afraid to get my blood drawn at the doctor. So like I can't even deal with anything. And women have to deal with this every single month. And it is awful. And as man, like, I'm a combination of freaked out and scared yeah. <laughs> by the whole process. But it got me to thinking. Can we just stop and marvel at the female body and what it is capable of? Everything. From the very start. The female body can grow a child, feed that child while it's inside of them, take care of it, protect that child. They give birth to that child, and after they give birth to that child, then their body produces food for the baby. Then they can feed that child with their body. Now when you think about the male contribution to this whole thing, like it is it's not a lot. We just do the one thing that we think about doing all the time anyways. Uh, it is just an awful contribution. With everything that they have to go through, our contribution to that is like just to try. Like, all right, I'm going to try my best to take care of you for nine months and do everything I possibly can. You just lay there. I'll wait on you, hand and foot, whatever it is. But as the thing, like, uh, there's there's a comedy skit. Um, Jim Gaffigan does it, and uh, he said in the comedy skit, he's like, he's like, I think it, he's like, isn't it weird that we congratulate the father? Like, <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, we. Like I did the one thing that I think about doing all the time, anyways. And he's like, "How was the pregnancy?" And he's like, "It was great for me." <laughs> like, like it really, like you know, as a man, like it. No, and then so that got me thinking even further about everything. So obviously there are pitfalls in life at being a man, but when you stop to think about the comparison, holy crap. Like just think, every time a woman has to go to the bathroom, they absolutely have to sit down. Like they cannot just like just pee on a tree. Uh, we can just pee on a tree, whatever. We're men, so we're allowed to be hairy and kind of gross. Like it's just expected of us in society. Like if we don't shave, eh, no big deal, right? Our faces look like gross, but if a woman doesn't shave totally different opinion in society Mm -hmm. of this oh
4: yeah i mean i can't even imagine uh what uh women have to go through in the morning you know like when i when i get up in the morning i roll out of bed i take a shower i fix my hair brush my teeth and i'm out the door in like 10 minutes for a woman you know i get to work and i see that their hair's done their makeup they look like perfect and they got to get up like an hour and a half to two hours earlier than I do just to get ready for the day and yeah it's it is it is a my wife my, my daughter's like you're lucky you're not a woman and I'm like uh yeah I count my blessings because they have to go through so much more than we do
3: can you imagine having to shave your legs both like of every two them? days like, how or every ridi- day like, that is just a ridiculous task I feel like that would take me forever
4: Sometimes I go a week without shaving my face.
3: But the difference is, really, is society and how it's looked. Like, as a guy, like, t-shirt, unshaven, you walk out of the house, nobody even bats an eye. As a woman, there's an expectation in society that they need to look proper and, you know, they need to look good and all of these things. Obviously, like, everybody has their, like, you know, I personally think, like, Elizabeth, like, my favorite times, like, is when she walks out of the house with, like, just a ponytail and, you know, like, comfortable clothes. Like, there's beauty mm-hmm. in that yeah, itself, sure. but, but not necessarily the way it's looked at, right? Everybody, like, all women have grown up, just as we have, like, as men, like, we've grown up to be tough and, you know, all this stuff. Like, you're tough, don't cry, all of these things. Like, all women have been brought up to be, like, okay, you need to look good, like, when you leave the house, like, and all of these different things. And it's a completely different thing than... Like, us, and it's, like, it's just hard to grasp, like, that concept of, like, everything that they have to go through. Isn't like, isn't that just in itself, like, yeah, pretty unbelievable? Yeah, for sure. It doesn't
0: even seem fair most of the time. Uh, I know that when I've...
3: Most of the time or, like, I mean, pretty much all the time?
0: Yeah, I'm being nice. I mean,
3: if a burglar breaks into the house, we're expected to get up and, right. you know, duel with them. But, <laughs> I mean, I'll take yeah. it. I will take I mean, that. It,
0: depending on your, your realm 100%. where you're looking at, I mean, yeah, it's... It's pretty much all the time, but, um, you know, it's, I'd say most of the time, more of it in the fact that I'm aware of it. Like if you sit down and think about it, like you're making us do now, you know, yeah, it is pretty much all the time. It's, uh, there's like no comparison or it's very, uh, imbalanced. Um, but I know like for me, you know, in being back, you know, I've really tried to make an effort and to, to kind of bring the balance back and to do my part. And, uh, especially even the first day, like, you know, her, her, my first day back, I think was Tuesday morning. And I was like, okay, when the kids get home and Mindy gets home, Mindy wasn't feeling good anyways. And it was that time for her also. And so I was like, you're going to go rest. I'm going to help the kids with their homework, take care of the food. You don't need to do anything. And within like an hour, I was ready to pull my hair out. And I was ready to run out of the house screaming because the kids are like, Daddy, I need this. I need help with that. And Daddy, blah, blah. and like stuff's burning, or stuff's like, I'm trying to figure out like how to juggle this and juggle that. <laughs> Everybody's like the, hair's yeah, on love. fire. The cat's on fire. We don't have a cat. But, like, all this stuff has happened, and I'm just <laughs> That's like... That's how bad it like, was. Your cat, Yeah, you cats we on don't fire have it's on fire. <laughs> but it's like after an hour and a half, <laughs> I'm, like, stressed out. And I'm like, she did this for two months. And so uh, I've yeah. always recognized... And, I mean, for, for my family, uh, I think it's been pretty obvious most of the time just because the, the women in in my family have been either... Single moms or hard just just it's been kind of a matriarchal family Um, on my side. You know, my mom takes care of the checkbook and or the checkbook. That's such an old thing to say. Takes care of the finances and kind of (laughs) leads on that. And you know, (laughs) does anybody? Do you guys still use checks? Side note.
3: What are checks? What are checks?
0: I mean, I've seen.
3: I do have I do have a checkbook, but I very rarely. I don't write even remember the last time I used
0: checkbook. a checkbook, so that made me feel really old just saying that just now. It, but
3: it's been a long. But time. But they just
0: have, and and you know we we're, we're making like blanket statements about differences between men and women. There are men who are able to take care of this and be single dads and be multitasking, but for the most part, like women were just built to multitask. Like eyes in the back of their head, take care of the t- kids, take care of the the food, take care of you know. Uh, the emotional state of our family Like just all these things that they Can pay attention to and I'm just like I'm going to just focus on this one thing I'm going to make sure the door is locked And the lights are out <laughs> yes, I will take out welcome. the
3: garbage <laughs> <laughs> And even then I'm not even that good at it Yeah and I'm like training my
0: kids To do a lot of the stuff that I do Like Mindy can't train the kids to You know do this. a lot of the stuff she's doing
4: you're you're like kids. Dad's not good at this stuff, so you gotta help yeah, me out here. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Pulling
4: the sled.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of very strong women in my family. Um, you know, very laser-focused uh, women who, obviously, you know, they're all about. They can multitask and 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 handle a lot of things. Um, and you know, women and men, they're they're built in different ways for. You know, they have their strengths and weaknesses and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, Ronnie, I'd echo your sentiments. Just the fact that, like, they can not only carry a child to full term, give birth to that child, which apparently is the equivalent of giving birth to a bowling ball, which I cannot even begin it to It is. I've seen it. It's that. pretty much
0: a bowling ball. Both my kids were almost <laughs> nine pounds each, and they were huge and my wife didn't even use mm. an epidural. She's like Wonder Woman. I'm like that is that like, is completely I would have to them me. put epidurals all over my body. I would just be like <laughs> everything <laughs> would hurt and I would be like just do it. Knock me out. This whatever. I, I won't be able to handle this. I don't think
4: this.
1: that's how it
2: works. <laughs> I'm not, not feeling <laughs> one of my own nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. put the need needle right here. there. I feel
0: Still pain in my, my face. eyelashes. Please take care of this. <laughs> Spray <laughs> me with epidural. It hurts
1: right here. <laughs> epidural spray That's yeah, like okay. a, to- a topical
0: spray <laughs> count mississippi
1: but um yeah and, and the fact that they can that they can feed the child afterwards and and the fact that not only that they can do it again yeah. they can do it more yeah. than once it's crazy. Um, is, is kind of insane um it's just the beauty of, of god's design on, on a woman is is incredible yeah. Um, and nothing we can ever really fully comprehend. Um, so yes, I'm very thankful for, you know, all of the women in my Mm -hmm. life, especially, you know, my wife, um, and how much she kind of talks me off the ledge a lot of times. (laughs) Um, she holds a lot of things together, so I'm very thankful for her for sure.
0: Have you guys seen the videos of uh, men trying to do the things that women do, like particularly dealing with uh, the old uh, monthly situation? Like, have you seen those oh, videos yeah, where,
4: where they have some sort of like electrical yes, thing on their, on their bellies? I thought yeah, that was like a birth done, simulator. They've
0: done cramp simulators where they put like electrical pads on their abs to simulate cramps. And then I've also seen a, one where they had a guy wear like a almost like a blood bag so he would have to deal with the 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 blood aspect and like how many like sets of genes he ruined and like keeping up with kind of just everything like the maintenance of that is beyond me like i would just be like you know what once a week once a month i'm just staying at home i'm not going anywhere that's what i would want to do i don't (laughs) i don't understand how yeah it's it's crazy
3: I mean that's pretty much all I have really Just I stopped and thought about all of it And it's Man it, it's a lot it is a lot of stuff And then you think about Like I said like our contribution And I'm like hmm It seems It seems uh, uneven maybe <laughs> Yeah In a lot of categories um, But I just the more reason to appreciate Well that it. just
1: means we need to really step up After the baby is born
0: and That's <clears> our <throat> job Yep Changing them diapers, yes,
3: that is true. It's good stuff. I feel like if a bear attacks, then you know we have to go out there. But that's I've already
4: I've already done that. So yep, <laughs> i not need to do it again. <laughs>
3: this is exactly right. I've already fought off a bear before. But no, that's it. That's it. That's my only thought. That's my random topic. Not I'll a bad call.
4: I like that.
0: Well, well, on behalf of the Good Morning Guys, wives, moms, aunts, grandmas, great grandmas. Great-great-grandmas, we love you. We thank you for all you do listening out there. We salute you. Salute. Salute. Um, before I get into my topic, I had a couple random questions, a couple uh, that were missed or shared at the very last minute, uh, one of which was shared at 3.43 in the morning. Friggin' Nutcase Travis you got lucky my friend. We're gonna we're gonna be burning talking about Burning the Midnight Oil. Your question, yeah, burning that 343 oil. Uh <laughs> he wants to know uh the most money you have found and the most money you have won. And anything else that you have won. That's actually three questions, but we'll go with it. So, first of all, what's the most money you guys have ever found
1: somewhere? So, I actually found in a Blockbuster one time, it was, uh, I can't remember if it was a bag or if it was an envelope, and it was, uh, I found it on the floor, and it was like this huge wad of cash. It had to have been like $500, something like that, um, and in like, I don't know, maybe more than that, in like 20s and stuff like that, and you know... Obviously what one could have done what I could have possibly done was just take that money and and walk off walk off with it finer's keepers but there's no. a lot of money so Who carries I, I turn, up
4: around that much cash in yeah, a blockbuster
1: it was a little weird going to rent all the movies in the <laughs> store <laughs> yes <laughs> and then be able to pay a whole bunch of late fees
4: that's why they have that money
1: the <laughs> Um and they won't be kind and rewind. Um, but anyway, so I was, I, I did the right thing and brought it over to the the front desk uh, to the the store clerk that was there. And as I was bringing it back, um, some lady walked up and she said, oh, "Oh my gosh, you found my money! Thank you so much." Um, and she, I guess, knew how much was, was there. Um, and so she actually gave me some of the money. So did not walk away empty handed, but it was the principle of the matter. The fact that I did the right thing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's probably the most cash I have ever found. Well, for me, um, I bought, I, Mel and I were at King's
4: Island and this was probably when we were maybe 18 or 19 years old. And we were walking by, uh, the vortex and there was just a wad of money just laying on the ground. And Mel and I just looked at it like, what is that kind of like a mirage? Like, are you, is is that really money? Just that much money just laying on the ground? So we pick it up and it was in like a, like a, a, a way where it looked like someone who worked there had dropped it and it fell out of like one of their like little fanny pack things that they're that, that like one of the um, game shops or you know one of those carnival games was mm-hmm. just, just laying there and we kind of stood there we picked it up we stood there for a few minutes and we were kind of looking around like whose is this and because we thought it was just if to to us it was it was king's island's money and so we kind of stood around we're like uh looking around no one ever came around uh so we were like well if this is king's island's money we're gonna give it all back to king's island so we just played all the games that we've ever played at Kings Island. Nice. We played like the basketball <laughs> games. We played like the dart <laughs> games and all the, like the whack a mole games. We just we spent it all and gave it all back to them. We don't, it wasn't like we were trying to win anything. We were just like, hey, let's just have some fun. Let's just give it all back to back to them. Like they're not gonna lose it. Um, so <laughs> it was probably one of the best days I've ever been at king's island just because i mean if you've ever been to king's island the games cost uh you know a few bucks each time you want to play so we ran through that money probably about 10 minutes holy crap there's a there's a spider
0: kill it give me a kill second it. kill it with <laughs> burn it with fire <laughs>
3: Did he say he ran through the money in ten minutes? That's, That's what he what said. He said. Like, wait, how much money did he say he had? I feel like he just what was it, like, like twenty dollars. Spider really just <laughs> five dollar bill. Yeah. Dang
4: Funny. it! it Man, under, there it goes the Patrick's TV. house.
3: Can't get it. It what? went
4: underneath the TV. No. Was it big? Yeah, it was pretty big.
0: Waiting for the right <clears> moment. So
4: what
3: are you going to do now? Are you just going to I'm going to be uh, all eyes right now. I don't know. You said you spent all that money in ten minutes. No, I did. It was not ten minutes.
4: I could not think because (laughs) when you saw the (laughs) spider. Okay,
0: that makes more sense.
4: It was more. It was more like an hour or two uh, that we played when we would just like play all the games. Uh, But that was that was the most money I've ever found, and always we always think about that. Like, should we have turned it in? Should we have turned it into lost and found? But it looked. I mean, you did turn
0: it in. What's that? You did turn it in.
4: I did, because it looked like it was straight up from King's <clears throat> Island. Because it, it didn't look like it fell out of someone's pocket. The It didn't look like someone had just held on to it and it fell out of their pocket. Uh, it looked like it was from King's Island. So we were like, well, we'll just give it back to them. But I mean, yeah, I'll I be was- honest
0: I'll be honest and say that this last time I went to King's Island, if I had found that money, I would have gone straight to one of the Kearney games and played a game until I got... The I love bacon body pillow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you might have spent that $220
0: and not came around with anything. And you know what? <clears throat> I would have been like, then it wasn't meant to be. I would have <laughs> you felt can't even is. win.
3: You can't even win that. That's a myth.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? Probably if I had spent the $220 right there, I would have just ripped it off there and run away. <laughs> Here's them just but like throw the money at them. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Actually, I probably would have gotten halfway and be like, can I just give you this $100 and you give me this bacon body pillow? I really want that thing. I still see the picture. Pretty
3: sure they get fired for that. Probably. Just say uh, I won.
0: Ronnie, have you found any money? I've only found like 20 bucks, and I don't remember what I did.
3: <laughs> yeah, apparently I've been going to the wrong places because uh, I have not found any like large amount of money. No. <laughs> the only thing that I ever find is like $20 that I forgot about in the washer.
4: Well, oh, that's that's, still nice. that's like winning the lottery.
3: Yeah, I mean that is, is you find out that it's just yours, Elizabeth, and you have to give it to her.
0: Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, have you guys ever won a large amount of money? I have nope. not. Nope. I played the lottery once, and I won nothing.
3: The most I've ever won at the casino. It, it's actually kind of funny. It was like five or six years ago. First time I ever went to a casino, and I sat down. My mom's like, "Let's do this like slot machine." So she puts in a twenty dollar bill, and the first time I pulled the lever, I won four hundred dollars. Wow!
0: Cut it and run. You should have you cut now it. Now
3: I have to call the gambling hotline once a week. Uh,
0: that's all it took. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but it was uh, no, it was it was it was awesome. It was like, oh wow, okay, this is great. I should do this every week. <laughs> but um. No, it was cool. She just put in 20 bucks and she's like, try this one. This is a good one. And I pulled a lever and bam, 400 bucks. I don't think I've ever done that well there again. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. But that's it for me. What was the third part of the question?
0: Well, have you, the other two of you, have you guys won anything? Negative. uh, Money wise? Nope. Have you won anything non-money related? That was the third question was anything else that you have won. I, I'm blanking. I'm drawing a huge blank. I don't think I've really ever won anything. I did. I know. I remember back in the day, back when you could call into the radio. Maybe you can still call into the radio, but I remember calling into the radio once or twice and answering some kind of trivia question and getting tickets to some concert. But I don't know. No enough i don't remember enough details Dementia's kicking in and yeah. so it really makes it a very vague story like i just told you uh that's all i got I don't...
1: yeah i know I've, I've won stuff before but i can't remember for the life of me what i've won just piddly little things
4: <laughs> well for me uh back in i think it was late 2005 uh there was a mountain dew promotion uh win an xbox 360 every 10 seconds uh, or or 10 minutes, not 10 seconds. That would have been a ten lot of Xboxes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was like uh, you enter a code underneath a uh, 20 ounce Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, yeah. And under the you enter cap? in to see if you can win. And Is that the
0: one where it's under the cap? It has yeah. like the little code. I mean, I miss those games. I used to love those.
4: Yeah. I. Uh, so I would, every, I would, I would go, I was in college and I would go through like, I would go through trash cans. I would, nice. like, well, when I get when I said go dedication. through trash cans, I would look at the top and see if there was one in there. If there wasn't, I would move on. You're uh, <laughs> tipping them all over. You're it's like, like sorting you're through up to
0: your waist in the garbage can, legs sticking out. You're like a I just human need raccoon.
4: One. What's he doing? Uh, he wants a 360 <laughs> really bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I entered I entered one in, and uh, after 10 minutes, they would say the winner, uh, but it wouldn't say the person's name. Uh, it would say like the city and state that they live in. And I saw Cincinnati, Ohio. And I was like, oh, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. That's got to be me because I just entered in at that, uh, uh, at that time. And a day later, I get uh, an email saying, hey, you've won an Xbox 360. It's going to be coming in the mail. So I, had, I got an Xbox 360 I think a week before it came out. It, was, it came with uh, Need nice. for Speed and uh, Cameo. I think those were. Wow! I did not play Cameo, but I played the heck out of that Need for Speed game.
0: Oh, for sure, Need for Speed Cameo. What was a Cameo game? I don't even remember that. Uh, It's like a fantasy type open world game. Yeah, that for me. My
1: wife has actually beaten. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, thank you, Travis Popsicle, for those questions. Uh, Corey Fouch, Uh, what do y'all listen to podcast wise? Or do you even listen? What is
1: your favorite genre
0: of podcast? Dealer, uh, <laughs> when, dealer.
1: when I was working uh, as a custodian, I had a lot more time to be able to listen to podcasts because that's literally, literally you can, as you're doing your work, you can just put in your headphones and just play whatever. Um, so I listen to all sorts of different kinds of podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I listen to like gaming podcasts, tech podcasts, uh, like um, This Week in Tech. Um, I think also um, like story podcasts, uh, like This American Life um, from NPR. Um, And there's another one that's kind of associated with NPR. Uh, It's called Serial. Um, Used to to love listening To that it was basically um, This whole season Talked about this this one case That um, You know the guy got sent to jail For murdering his uh, His girlfriend and And they told this Whole story and they ended up as a Result of it reopening the entire case um, Because of it Eh.
3: Is that the one with uh, like Adnan
1: Adnan Syed yes Yeah 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 Um, Now, unfortunately, I think he's still in jail. Um, I don't think anything came of it. Um, But the fact that they were able to to provide that sort of, you know, doubt to where they reopened his case was kind of crazy. But, yeah, obviously I listened to Married to the Games. That's a big one. Um, Mm -hmm. Gamer Tag Radio was another one I listened to. Um, But uh, since I uh, started working at the car dealership, I don't have as much time to listen to podcasts so it's always married to the games
4: yeah I'm right there with you I listen to uh, married to the games that's the one I listen to every week uh, there's another couple uh, gaming podcasts I listen to it's the kind of funny games daily Um I just listen to the news section I don't listen to anything else like the beginning they talk about like Housekeeping. I skip like six minutes till the news stories. Listen to those for twenty minutes, and then they take reader questions. I only listen to the news stories because that's pretty much the only time I can, I can get my news. Uh, So I listen to that, and then um, I listen to the uh, fantasy focus football podcast. I try to listen to that as much as I can. Um, I try to listen to it on Wednesdays when they talk about the new players uh, to pick up the following week. Um, Yeah, with lately, I haven't been able to catch a lot of podcasts. Uh, but when I do, um, I try to. I also throw on uh, the Fortress of Nerditude um, every once in a while. Um, if I can get, if I if I have a good week, I'll be able to listen to Fortress of Nerditude. Otherwise, it's just Married to the Games and uh, and kind of funny games daily and the fantasy focus. Those are the three, pretty much three ones that I listen to every week.
3: Yeah, I the only actual podcast I think that I like specifically listen to almost daily is. Uh, it's it's a lebitard show. So it is a sports podcast. Um, but it's more of a, like, pod, it's like a sports show that kind of makes fun of sports shows. So it's kind of a clown show. But um, it, it's basically, uh, you know, it, it is a sports show in general. But um, it's really comedy. Like, it's it's hilarious. So I listen to those guys every day. They actually have um, a three-hour ESPN, like, you know, like Mike and Mike uh, we're on in the morning. Um, now it's uh, Trey and Wingo or something like that. Uh, Trey Wingo and Mike Golick. But they're on after that, so I listen to like a condensed version. Um, and then I listen to the Fantasy Focus sometimes as well. It just depends on what I'm into. Mhm. Yep.
0: Um, I listen to Married, the Games, Married to the Games also. I used to be into a lot more video gaming uh, podcasts, but I've cut back a lot. I really... I feel like Married to the Games is now the only one that I listen to. Uh I found there was a lot of repeat repetitiveness, repetit repetitivity,
1: repetitiveness. <laughs> it's yeah,
0: my uh repetition my is down. the word. Repetition, that is the word we're looking for. Thank <laughs> you. You win a grand prize of something. I don't know what it is. Yay, Mark, something. It's in the mail. Something is in the mail.
1: An Xbox 360?
0: No. Oh. Uh Cameo. so yeah, cameos in the mail. <laughs> but just
1: for I already you. have cameo.
0: Yeah, so married <laughs> to the games. I listen to that. I also like um, uh, Knockback, which is a a podcast by uh, oh, what Colin is Moriarty. Name? Thank you, Colin and Dagan Moriarty. They're brothers, and they just they talk about a mixture of like 80s and 90s nostalgia. It's a very nostalgic podcast. I really enjoy watching it. Watching no, listening to it. Um, I listen to sometimes listen to sermons. Sometimes I listen to like a leadership podcast by Andy Stanley, who's a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, one of the more recent ones that I started listening to is called The Pastor Collective, and it's just these two pastors that talk about their experiences. They 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 interview other pastors um, and really talk about the the more genuine or challenging side of of being a, a spiritual leader in people's lives. Like they they interviewed a pastor one week that dealt with uh, – what was he dealing with? He dealt with uh, having an emotional affair and losing his megachurch and kind of his redemption story. There was another guy who um, – I'm blanking on it. But it just pretty much talks about the struggles of of ministry and, and church leadership and that kind of stuff that a lot of church leaders don't like to talk about because – they want to sweep it under the rug. They're supposed to be spiritual superior, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And uh, I've really enjoyed listening to that. Um, but my, for me, the genres I like, I guess, is a little bit of a little bit of video games. But for the most part, I really like just kind of uplifting or encouraging, challenging podcasts that kind of hit me on a spiritual level. So that's what I usually focus on. So. That leads us into, then, my topic. And my topic is also based off of last week, kind of based off of my experience. Um, As you guys already know, and as I've already talked about a lot, uh, I really missed my family during my time in the U.S. And it got me to thinking about uh, not just my family, but thinking about uh, a word in Portuguese that is the word for to miss someone or missing someone. And the word is saudade. That's the word that Brazilians use. But what's interesting about it is that it's not an exact uh, translation to the word for missing someone. And this happens a lot in language and, and the concepts of languages, you know, and and maybe you've you've heard of these differences in the past with between languages. Like, for example, you know, in English, we use the same word, Uh, for an emotional choice to love someone we say i love my wife or i love my girlfriend or i love pizza or i love lamp lamp exactly (laughs) like we use one word to cover so many different emotions and in some other languages they give you multiple words like in the greek you have three or four different words for to love you have unconditional love you have brotherly love you have erotic love you have uh, so many different ways in which to love. And so it's interesting when you reflect on that. And uh, the same is true with Portuguese. There are, you know, there's more than one word for to know. Like when we say, I know that guy, uh, or I know, um, you know, I know about the Bible, uh, they have two words for to know. One one is to say to know about something like to know data and facts, and the other is to experience it. So when you say you know a person and you know about the Bible, that's two different no's. And uh, they have words to kind of distinguish that. And I think that, that like in reflecting on that, it can really help us as English speakers when we only have one word, like love, to cover many different types of love, or one word to know to cover many types of different knowledge. Uh, the same is true with missing someone. So with this word saldaji, it's more than just missing someone. It's a longing. It's like a physical, mental... Uh, emotional, like it's very powerful. It's extremely nostalgic. Like you're not just wanting to see them in the future, or you're not just wanting to see them right now. You're thinking about like what you've been through in the past, and it brings it all together—past, present, and future—in this word of just "saldaji," and we don't have a word. There's no exact translation in English, and so tonight I just wanted to discuss for a little bit, uh, and and just see who or what you have sell for. for. Um, and to kind of help with kind of this discussion, I wanted to start with a person. What's a person in your life or who's, that would be who's a person in your life uh, that you miss. And it doesn't have to be just because you're apart from each other. It can be, or like it's a, you're apart from each other. There's somewhere in the sense that you've just decided to uh, not be together anymore. It could be like, um, a relationship you had in the past or a person that of course has passed away or something like that. And so, uh, in your life, I'm curious to know who is a person that you, you know, when you think of this feeling of just missing them, of longing to be next to them, to talk to them again, or to see them, um, even if it's just an old version of a person, like the way things used to be, that's where the nostalgia comes in. Who do you have nostalgia for?
1: Um, I guess I'll go first. I have three people that come to mind. Um, one of them um, is is my good friend growing up, um, my childhood friend. His name's Colin. And um, when we went off to college, uh, we basically parted ways. Uh, at the time, I was needing to focus more on my relationship with God and sort of cut out A lot of negative influence in my life, and unfortunately, um, it it wasn't a positive influence to have him as a friend at that point. Um, And and of course, I've grown uh, quite a bit in my relationship with the Lord since then. Um, But part of me has has always kind of wanted to touch base with him again, Um, and but there's always that hesitation. Of well, what am I letting back into my life if I try to reach out to him? Um, but he was always a, a a very strong friend of mine growing up, um, and and that's been something I've had to deal with. And then the other two, um, unfortunately, are are because they have passed on. Um, and and that first of all is my my grandfather, my dad's dad um who was an absolute dirty old man in every sense of the word. Um I cannot repeat any of the jokes that he liked to tell. Uh Um but he was he was my dirty old man. Um (laughs) my dirty old
0: dad's dad. My dirty old grandpa.
1: But he was he was always um Someone who was trying to encourage me and and help me grow up, um, and always cared about me and was interested in what was going on in my life, um, and and so especially, um, you know, as I was going through college, he was always very um, enthusiastic about what I was doing and always encouraging about what I was doing. And, um, and so, you know, unfortunately he passed away back in 2011. So, um, you know, I definitely, definitely miss him. Um, although I know he's with, he's with the Lord now. Um, he's in the absolute best place he could be. Um, it's still hard to not, you know, hear his voice and, and not think about, oh man, if, if my grandfather, uh, we called him Pepe, um, if, if he was here, what would he say here? And, and <laughs> honestly thinking out back upon the, the, the jokes that he told as horrible and crass as they were, um, they were just part of who he was as a person. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely miss him. And then the third person would be, um, my brother who also passed away. Um, Passed away from uh, a drug overdose. And um, just the fact that I didn't get to know him as well as I could have. Because I was always told to avoid him. Because Mm. he was a negative influence. Um, And unfortunately, I didn't get to have a close relationship with him. Um, You know, we were never really super close. Um, and, And so... When you know after he passed away and at his funeral and everybody was talking about you know um, all these stories that they had about him and I didn't have any of that um, and he's blood <laughs> um, and, and so I, I kind of wish that I, I could go back and, and grow that relationship um, and and so yeah those are those are definitely the three that immediately come to mind.
4: Well, for me, um, it's uh, my oldest brother Scott. Uh, when he moved out to when he moved out of Cincinnati, um, it's he he was he's my oldest brother. You know, the one that you know, like I, I look up to my other brother as well. But uh, he's in town, and I, and whenever my oldest brother Scott, whenever he's in town, it feels like like Lucas said you, you said when you got back into uh, back to Brazil, back with the family, it felt like you never skipped a beat. Um, and that's the way it is with, with my brother. Uh, whenever he comes into town, it feels like he's been, he's been here all this time. So, uh, yeah. whenever, whenever he's here, he makes me laugh. You know, he's, he tells me stories about what is going on in Colorado, uh, what kind of stuff he's into. And, um, we, we just have a nice chat. We always have some good chats. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, like, kind of like brings the best out of you. Um, he brings laughter. Uh, but he also he's also can be very serious. He's very level headed um, even with all of his goofiness. Uh, but I do miss him. He was in town uh, a couple weeks ago uh, for um, his I think it was his aunt had passed away. He's my half brother. So his uh, dad's side, uh, his his uh, his aunt um, had passed away and so he was in town and I only got to see him for like forty five minutes uh, because, um, he, because I was working, I couldn't get, I couldn't get out of work, uh, but I did take a, a longer lunch break so I could go see him. Um, it wasn't long enough, but, um, I really, I really do miss him. I really want him to be around, but I know he's having a gr- good old time in uh, in Colorado. Um, and we're not moving out of Cincinnati. So uh, whenever he is in town, we, we, we make the most of it.
0: Yeah. Ronnie, how about you?
3: Um, I'm actually going to go a little bit different of a way. What I, when you, I guess, explained that, um, the first person that I immediately thought of actually was my mom. Um, now I will tell you that I talk to my mom almost every single day, sometimes more than once in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I have found that if I haven't talked to her, uh, for the day at some point, I miss her. I, like I, I totally miss like talking to her, and I feel that pull, like that. That's that the feeling, you know what I mean? That yeah. I, like, I mean, I haven't talked to her. Like, I, you know, I need to call her today. Um, so like, rarely do we go a day without talking, but I feel like if, if it is like a day without talking, like the next day, like I, you know, I definitely yeah, have to call her. That would
0: definitely be. That yeah. would definitely be a a definitely form of saudade and being a mama's boy as well. So. I feel yes, you yes, a, yes I am and that and that leads for me and, and you know in my situation, you know, my mom passed away when I was eleven, but she is definitely the one that I have uh, a lot of saudade's for that I not just miss her like presence and it's kind of a mix of you know what you were saying what you've been saying, Ronnie, and what what Mark said it's kind of like this what if like I'm here in Brazil, I'm with my family, you know, kind of traveling back and forth from time you know. In the past seven years, we've traveled to the U.S. three or four times. Uh, I I, I often think, like, what she would think of my kids. And, like, if, like, she would just show up on our doorstep, and I'd be like, Mom, what are you doing here? And where is Dad? Who is taking care of Dad? Like, you know, I just think of those situations in my head of of what it would be like if she would just, like, because she was a very uh, just a very strong personality. So I could just see her invading our space and just showing up in Brazil without even telling me, um, and just saying, I'm staying here for three weeks or a month or two months or whatever. Like you just think, I just think about what, what would have been, what could have been, what she would have thought of Mindy, uh, my wife, what she would have thought of the kids, uh, how I'm pretty sure my son would have been like, her new favorite son, like just the way he is and the way he would have probably interacted with her. Like it just, it would have been so awesome to see. Um, and then the other person I thought of besides my mom was, uh, my aunt Dottie. She was actually my great aunt and she was, she was a lady that when I was like between the ages of five and 10 years old, like she was, she was like, she was like my fun aunt. Like Anytime we hung out, she would take me to the movies. We would go to the mall. She would be the one that automatically would like buy me a toy or, or, uh, you you know, want to have like a slumber party at her house. Like an eight year old and my great, you know, a great aunt, like hanging out just sounds weird on paper. But she just was such, so young at heart. Like she was so fun. And, uh, I would just love for her again to meet my kids to, uh, to be around her because she was just, uh, she, I remember she was the first person that taught me to like over chocolate your milk, like just pour <laughs> as much Hershey syrup as you can put it in, to where it's you're pretty much drinking Hershey syrup. Uh, that's kind of important stuff that she taught me in life, and so she's definitely a, a person that I that I missed. Um, but to you know to to go one more route on the Saldagi's train, if we're gonna call it that, choo choo. Uh, what's a place <laughs> or even a time that you miss? And to give you a, a moment to think about, because this is a little bit harder and a little more obscure, uh, I thought of two things. One, I thought about uh, being in Rome with my wife. Like I have I have Saldagis. I have this longing to go with my wife, not just because it was a time when we had no kids during our honeymoon, but to, like, go on an adventure and just so, like, in a more broader aspect, we I have Saldagis for just not having a plan and just going on an adventure with my wife. And Rome was one of those times where, you know, we planned the num- amount of time we were going to be there, and we had, like, general ideas of what, you know, uh, we wanted to go to the Vatican, we wanted to go to this museum, blah, blah, blah. But, like, we just did it. Like, we just went out and we said, what are we going to see? What are we going to do? Like, I have dodges for that kind of, I have that longing for that kind of adventure. And the other one that I have that's very similar is I miss summers without cell phones, without school, just hanging out with friends and, and like waking up in the morning, knowing that you have a complete day, sun up to sundown and even beyond, to just make it up and just fly by the seat of your pants. And it's actually okay and acceptable and responsible to be a kid like to just be that way. So those are probably the two that I have a longing for, like a nostalgia, a Saldagis kind of feeling for. So how about you guys? Place and time. What comes to mind?
4: Yeah, I got a place and time. Um, and I've said it before uh, where I wish I could go back to when I was 17. Uh, 17 was uh, the uh, when, I, when I had met Mel for the first time when we first started dating. Uh, it was when I was with uh my i had i had three best friends uh i had uh tyler chris and tony and we would do everything together uh it would whether whether it be just hanging out playing video games uh, going out and getting our ears pierced, uh, it was just one of those uh, friendships that that we had that we were all like on the same page, and we could make each other laugh. And uh, we we were so so together uh, that we I don't know if you if you did this with with your friends when you were younger. We combined all of our last names into one name, so it was it was Chris Kennedy, Tyler Rifenrath, Tony Mayberry. And me, Pat Novacell and we were Canterbury Selenrath, <laughs> we <did>, so,
2: <laughs> so,
4: uh, which which is a mouthful, but it's so easy to say uh, when we all put it together. It was just, yeah. um, and we had we had our own shirts, we had our own mascots for each for each of us, um, and it was just it's a time that I always. And I always, always love one of one of the uh, one of my favorite pictures is we were at a Chick Fil A at the mall, and the person behind there had taken our picture, and it's just all four of us, 17, just got our ears pierced, and we're smiling. It's one of my favorite pictures, and it reminds me of of those good times that I had uh, because. Not only did I have three best friends, but I also was gaining a a new friend that would eventually become my wife. So um, I would really love to go back to those days and relive those. Um, Just the beginning. Um, uh, Tyler had moved to Kentucky. Tony had moved to Florida. So Chris is the only one still here in Cincinnati, but that's... That's what you know we we have a lot of history together so and we're and we're still best friends but I just I, I wish both Tyler and Tony were were back here and we could get the crew back together but it's so have tough nowadays Have you ever done
0: that? had a, had a reunion of the four of you guys? Uh
4: yeah, we we used to uh backyard wrestle and we all we right. always talk about uh getting back together and doing one like one last like reunion match or reunion quote unquote pay per view kind of thing. Uh so yeah, we've talked about that, but just it's it's never come to come to light. But uh but yeah, yeah. I do I do miss that time.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Definitely.
3: I would actually almost agree with that time frame. Uh, mine would probably be more like I think the time that I would go back to is, uh, like, when I was 16, like, I first got my license, so still in high school. um, It was an awesome time because the only thing you really had to worry about was going to school. And everything else was, you know, playing sports or, you know, going over to your friend's house and playing games. That was when we got, like, really big into... Um, we started linking up, like, system linking, like, Xboxes and playing a lot of Halo. Land parties. Yeah, yeah, and we'd have, like, four Xboxes hooked up, and, um, like, those were just the best, you know? You just didn't have to, um, you just didn't have all the responsibility, you know, real-life stuff to worry about. You know, you did have your freedom because you just got your license, so um, it was just a really cool time.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, um, (laughs) mine's Probably right about the same time. Um, so um, definitely like high school, um, 16, 17 years old. Um, just just the fact that like I was in a, a solid place in terms of, you know, fitting in in high school and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I was part of this this traveling singing group that was part of the school Um, and we had so much fun going to different places and um, you know singing for people going to competitions all sorts of stuff like that Um, but for the most part like I just miss I miss New Hampshire Um, I never thought I'd find myself saying that because um, when I left for college like I was so ready to just go somewhere else um, and experience, and I, I'd still love to experience new things, um, in terms of going new places, but especially being down here in Virginia for as long as I've have, have, been, um, number one, uh, they have seasons in New Hampshire compared to, to down here where it's just like varying levels of hot and then suddenly winter, um, and, and winter of of course down here is nowhere near winter in new hampshire but um we don't really get a fall here which fall is my favorite season um and so you're you know, in the wrong I've,
0: virginia my friend
1: yeah well i i doubt west virginia is that much better um, uh it is <laughs> <laughs> fall is
0: amazing in west virginia
1: okay well what what do you consider fall though like in terms the, of temperature
0: the oh well i was thinking more of the visual and then also the temperature but in terms of fall in west virginia it goes from i mean it's usually in the 60s okay during fall
1: yeah Gotcha. yeah yeah we don't get that in virginia
0: 60s low 70s color yeah. you know the changing of the leaves nice and slow Going across the rolling hills, yeah.
1: Let me let me just tell you, you have not seen foliage like changing the leaves. Go Google New England fall foliage. It is absolutely breathtaking, um, and and so um, I I miss that. I miss believe it or not, I miss winters in New Hampshire. Even though there were days I would go out outside in like zero degree weather or below. Um, and stand at the bus stop for 20 minutes, um, waiting for the bus to come. But, um, you know, just like snow days and just the huge amounts of snow that we would get. I remember, like, we'd, we'd get such copious amounts of snow. Like, we had these two maple trees in my front yard to where you could easily, you know, if you had to, you'd have to climb the trees to get to the first rung, but when it snowed, you could easily just walk up the hill and you'd get up, you get up on the first rung, right. uh, the first branch. Um, so just huge snowfalls like that, and just just like just going outside, and you know, typically you would think like, oh, snow falls silently, and yeah, for the most part it does. But when it hits the ground, when when it's like a bunch of it, like there's like just this slight little. Kind and of like noise. And, yeah. Yeah, and and when it's just completely quiet and and that's all you're hearing, there's just really nothing like it. And so that's a lot of what I miss about New Hampshire. And that may be overtly sen- sentimental type stuff, but it's nope. just what i what I don't get down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um granted okay. there's a lot of good stuff about Virginia, but that's just what I miss the most for sure.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it can be it can be kind of painful to talk about like the things you miss, but it's also so good. Uh, in Portuguese, one thing they like to say that when you either talk about it or you, if it's someone like if you have saudades for a person, and you just stop and have a conversation with them or um, you do something to kind of catch up, they call that killing the the longing, like matar mm-hmm. saudades, and so. From time to time, it's good to kind of to kill those longings by either talking about them, you know, kind of owning up to them, how you feel. Uh, It can be very cathartic. So, Uh, yeah, so that's what I had for today. Glad you guys. Thanks for, you know, sharing some of the things, the people that you miss, that you long for, uh, that has both a physical, mental, emotional impact on you. Well, guys and gals, that is all for this return of our recent randomly relayed ramblings. randomness. I already said random. Anyways, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, there are a number of ways to chat with us in the future and our fantastic GMG community. Thanks. No, thanks. No, there are links somewhere either in the show notes or Twitter on Twitter. You can find those links to help guide you to where we exist and are. Uh, There is discord for talking about everything from video games, life, dad jokes, and more. Um, There's also Twitter, where we are the at the GMG podcast. Or if you're old school like me, you can email us at thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And then, of course, the final way you can connect with us and also practice that radio voice of yours is by calling 929-GMG. What's the last word, Ronnie?
3: Guys.
0: Man, you know. It's, it's been some time since you actually said something correct in the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest that I didn't expect you to say guys. I'm very proud I of you. I was
1: taken aback by that just now. <laughs> yes.
0: But you know what would make me even more proud is if you watched the 45 minutes of Superman that for 50 straight weeks you still have not completely watched.
3: I think it's safe to say that I'm never going to make you all the way proud. But
0: Fair enough. I'll take just what I can get. i you that little bit. But yes, you had it right. 929 GMG guys, leave a message, ask a question, let your voice be heard. You know what else should be heard? That is our GMG music playlist on the old Spotify and whether it's iTunes or Apple Music, I don't know what to call it, but
1: yeah, Mark, <laughs> it's one of those things. Take it away. <laughs> um, yeah, so as always, you can find the Good Morning Guys morning playlist on Spotify as well as on Apple Music. Thank you so much, Bernabe, for holding things up on that end while I hold down the Spotify fort. Um, Truth be told, this week, I came in blindly. I did not plan any songs. So I listened um, to basically what we talked about in in this week's episode, uh, what your your topics were, what your week was like, and basically compiled songs from there. Um, So since we talked about... Uh, a particular person's wedding So congrats again to Eric Bengal Yeah um, I, I I was uh, Looking up uh, wedding Songs and so One in particular that I chose is the song At Last from Etta James You guys Familiar with that one?
0: I think you're mm. gonna need to sing it
1: At last
0: mm, Yes, yes. Our My love, love has come along, has
1: come along. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that one. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know all the words to it, um, but yeah. Fair enough. So I'm adding adding that one, uh, Ronnie. Since you talked about women's appreciation, uh, there's an old school song from a, a woman by the name of Helen Reddy. It's a song called "I Am Woman." Have you ever heard that song? I am strong. I'm invincible. I am woman. Nope, not at all. Mm. Okay, blank looks. I don't think so. Sounds great. Okay, well, it was an old school school song from the 70s. I'll take your word for it. You know the music. Yep. So I'm adding that. And then since we were talking about uh, the Saldagis, the the longing for uh, people and places specifically and times... Uh, There's a song from James Taylor. It's a song, Carolina In My Mind. Oh, he yeah. has a huge affinity for North Carolina, North it's a good one. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm adding that to the playlist as well. And those are our additions for this week. Nice, I man. Hope, I hope that they will help you get your good morning on.
0: For sure. All right, well, talk at you folks again next week on Podcast Services Around the Globe as we talk about... History, our favorite events, time periods of the past, maybe our least favorites as well, best and worst movie adaptations of history maybe, maybe some Doctor Who or Quantum Leap inspired time travel to change history or see history in action discussions. If history repeats itself, it should be a good time. Alrighty then, Mark, Pat, Pat. Ronnie J, along with you, our friends in a podcast family, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless your lives, guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two,
2: three, four.
0: Man,
3: half so. dude, the Bengals are the worst. team yeah, ever. God, they suck. Are they losing? or I mean, Were you or did expecting they lose? anything less? I mean, or anything it was more? A Twenty-seven to three. They just. Oh my wow. god, this is the worst team I've ever seen. That's bad, <laughs> guys. I and have to confess that you halfway
0: are. through the podcast, uh, my drugs kicked in because I didn't mention on the podcast, but I'm trying to get sick. And so, oh no, yeah.
1: Did you just say you're trying to get
3: sick? Yeah, you you try to get unsick, I've been like really.
0: licking the floor, licking the <laughs> rims of all the cups, dirty cups, toilet seats, warm toilet seats. Just.
4: So uh, after you closed the podcast, it totally reminded me uh, that uh, I was writing a card for Eric and his and his wife. I'm like, to congratulate them. And as I was writing, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to write. And then. I kind of like did the congratulations. And then I said, may God bless and guide your lives (laughs) as you live, as you work, and as you gain. (laughs) I was like, yes. They're not going to get it. (laughs) it. Eric might, but yes. Yeah. That'd be funny if his wife is 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 like reading it. You could say this uh, every every scenario. That'd be so funny if she's like,
0: Eric, that's so nice what Patrick wrote. Listen to this. (laughs) She like (laughs) reads it to him. And then Eric's like, that's from the podcast. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha,